seeing the value that men are and then being able to choose the correct kind of guy is, you know, it's critically important. And it's easier when you know who you are, but not necessarily easy. You know, I don't know if anything about relationships is all that easy, but I do know that a lot about relationships is very, very simple. That um, doesn't mean it's easy. You know, reminding yourself, you know, to be loving is one thing, uh, but loving your partner when they get, go schizophrenic or go to jail or cheat on you or, you know, lose both legs, you know, that's not easy. <laughs> you know, that's, that's challenging. It's simple, but it's really, really challenging, really hard sometimes, you know, so... Um, understanding the nature of relationships and understanding the nature of the opposite sex and understanding you, you know, all of that's important. And so, you know, my intention is that you get that from, you know, this program. So, mm-hmm. um, so I got what All righty. So um, I would like now to hear what you um, – Got out of your homework. Love to hear your um, your, your homework. Assignment. Anybody can go first. You only fighting over each other to go first. <laughs> I think like there are different levels of like you know responses. I only interviewed two people, so I I haven't gotten the third yet. But you no, know, first. First interview is uh, my boyfriend, so you know he got a little bit more uh, detailed in terms of what what's it like being a man. You know, interesting um, facts that he wrote. You know, like you can pee outside, and um, you uh-huh. can determine you can determine the sex of babies, um, um, the expectation. Um, and and this is interesting. I think he says like be in the position of being lonely as a man, and you have to have a woman with you to feel complete. Hmm. He said it seems like stereotypically you're an independent force, but in truth you're kind of subjugated to acquiring the love of a woman. I thought that was interesting. Say say that again. He said you have to be in a position. Um, no, he says uh, it. It seems very stereotypical that you're you're an independent force, but in truth, you're kind of subjugated to acquiring the love of a woman. Hmm. Subjugated. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. What did he mean like, by what? What What did he mean by that exactly? I'm not I, quite I think like he felt, he felt like that. You know, it, you you're. You're seen as an independent, like man stereotypically is seen as very independent. But he said truthfully that um, you're it's you're it's really lonely being man, especially if you don't have a woman with you to feel complete. Mm. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I can understand that. All right, and then the next one. Uh, me. Yeah. No. 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 And you, you, you interviewed too. Oh, okay, okay. So the, I'll, I'll just do the number one, like what's it like being a man right now? And then mm-hmm. the second second person I interviewed was completely different, you know, man in the sense that he was younger and black and working class. And so he um, he he said it's a stigma. Um, he said the number one thing is responsibility. If you have issues, you have to confront them. Um 
You have to take care of what's in front of you. Um, the piece of that more than once, taking care of what's in front of you. He he works like 80 hours a week, and his main focus is getting things paid and done. But the more important thing about what he said was how he, he thought of what it's like being a woman. So I'll go into that later, I guess. Yeah, okay. He was all about work. You know, that being a man is like being responsible and working. And you can see that, you know, because that's what he, he just, he, like, where I am staying in Charleston, he's the, like, the bell guy, the bell boy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, he, you know, that's his role right now. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Taking, taking care of what's in front of you is what his, he said it three times. Mm. Mm. That's what he's yeah. doing. Um, yeah. That doesn't sound like a lot of freedom, so. Mm-mm. All right. All right. Uh, you want to go now? Okay. Yes. Okay, so I interview three men. Yeah, Sorry, that's your name. You got, your name is my dear. Oh, that's your name. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tony. <laughs> okay, so um, I interviewed three men, and I'm glad I could find people from different age groups and uh, different nationalities. Um, I interviewed a friend of mine who is from India, and he is three or four years older than me and he's married and I asked him okay I'm doing he he's also a landmark graduate so for him it's a privilege and honor to be a man and also it's a lot of responsibility there is a societal pressure to perform and do well in job at school in everywhere being a man and also be stronger mm-hmm. and um what else did he say um yeah he said it's a privilege and he has more freedom than a woman like his sister or anybody else any other girls mm-hmm. and when i asked him about women he said um women do a lot but they are not appreciated for that they are usually judged for the wrong things like how they look and basically on the external factors like beauty how curvy they are and moms who are hard working and taking care of the house and who are not in good shape or figure their efforts are unappreciated but without them the family is not in place so he he said women do a lot and he was expressing concern that his mom is not appreciated but without her his family and his dad would would not be so comfortable with their everyday life right. and he also uh, said you women have physically something going on like every month the period and that's a lot of pain like his wife has problems during that time and he's worried that oh my god every time when it's that time she has to just deal with it for about three four days and she can't do anything and 
for him he's like if that were the case for me even for one day i would just do something to get my mind off but she can't do anything she just has to accept that and yeah. get back to normal after 3 4 days and yeah and yeah he said uh, women do a lot but they are not appreciated for what they do and they are always judged for the wrong things and then i interviewed an older gentleman um my friend's husband and he said about what he noticed versus what women told him about being a woman okay so let let's start with what he thinks of being a man uh what it's like being a man he said uh he talked more in terms of relationships for men a relationship is more like a quest and it's like okay i have to find somebody and quest for a relationship or a mate but for women it's more of security comfort those things so a woman would would look for security and comfort in a relationship yeah and he also observed that women would want um oh he heard that women would want respect in a relationship like mm-hmm. they would they would appreciate that and they'll ask for it mm-hmm. and the commonality between men and women he said both want to be understood mm-hmm. um so that's the second one and i interviewed a third person he um he is originally from guyana but he is living here and he is a participant and a friend of mine i met through the happiness seminar so um he said it's a privilege and honor to be a man and um he uh, respects his father and he thinks of him as a great example and he he also um, sees that it's an opportunity for him to be an example to his friends and family and he says he does not have to depend on a woman to cook or clean and he wants he wants to make a woman feel comfortable so that when she is around him she is fully relaxed and um he he in fact takes pride in that ability that he can make a woman feel comfortable and relaxed around him and he's confident and sure of himself and then he said being a man is a big deal and being a woman he said it's challenging in a lot of ways and every woman is looking for a partner that she can be safe with and sometimes they see other women as their competition and he said women always have this quest to find that one for themselves who with whom they can be safe with and 
Yeah, he also said societal perspective, pressures and stigma sometimes uh, suppress women, but he honors women because women are the ones who give life. They are the ones who do the hard work, like uh, working with their kids to do their homework or... Um, he said he sees all the kids in the subway station, subway trains with well-dressed and hair nicely done. They look so cute and they didn't do it themselves. Their moms have done it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, if not for their moms, they wouldn't be like that. And women are in fact in charge of the bigger responsibility, like educating the world, raising their kids. And he also appreciated how much women put up with the energy from men, like both good and bad, all the flirting, sometimes teasing, which in weird cases, if it goes overboard and women still tolerate to some point and then they scream or shout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he said he cannot say enough about that and he cannot fully understand what it is to be a woman. However, he appreciates what a woman provide and what they have to take from society and from everyone. You know, it's funny, that last statement you made reminded me of a time I was in the PATH train in, uh, in Jersey City because I was living there at the time before I you know, did any transportation work. Mm -hmm. I, was I was dispatching messengers, and I was riding my bike back and forth to, you know, ride my bike around, uh, and then, you know, having to take the train from Manhattan to New York, or Manhattan to Jersey and back, right? So I'm on a train, and um, I got my bike. I'm, I'm standing up waiting for the last stop, and it wasn't too many people on the train. And I had, you know, bike shorts on, you know, the, the tight pants, you know, like that, right? I said, mm -hmm. Spanish, the Spanish woman, she was good looking. She was sitting in the corner. And she was staring at my crutch mm -hmm. like she wanted to rip it out and take it home. I was so uncomfortable in that moment. I knew what it was like for a woman to walk past a um, destruction site. Like, it got to be extremely uncomfortable. And that was the last day I ever wore bicycle pants. I'm like, I'm not having, I can't have nobody looking at me that hard, man. That's crazy. She almost looked mm -hmm. like she was in pain. You know, like like she had lost her mind, and you know she found you know the the holy grail looking at like the crotch man. I was like, Ugh. and she saw me looking, and it didn't stop her one bit. I was so uncomfortable. I was like, I ain't doing this no more, man. I, that's the last day I ever wore bike pants out in the street. You know? um, at that <laughs> time, I was in a lot better shape than I'm in now. So, but, but yeah, so I, I have nothing but compassion for y'all to be walking past you know, men that, that are attracted to you. You're not attracted to them, but they won't leave you alone about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or people messaging or sending requests, even though you say, okay, sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so, anyhow. I you think know, there's, there's, there's like a stereotype, though, you know? I mean... Uh, you know, not not everybody is uncomfortable. Sometimes it's nice to get noticed, you know, as you walk down. You know, when I was younger, um, I remember walking in New York City and my mom, like, 
was just so in a huff, you know, that in that age, time, period, people would, like, whistle at you and everything. And I I thought it was great, you know. And so I, that's one thing I love about New York. You can see how, how what kind of a mood you're in by the response on the street, and especially men, you know. they It's like a language, you know, a reflection language. So it didn't really bother me. It's actually a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, and then, yeah. I mean, it could be good for you, too, to, you know, it, it, who cares if you're wearing those bike pants? I mean, it's mm-hmm. up to you, you know. It's, it, she could she could have been doing that. She could have been, like, looking at, at you know, your bike and the, and the type of bike it was. We don't really know. We just, She just had a look on her face, and you interpreted it like that. But I think if you want to wear bike pants, you should. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more you know, ready to do it now than I was then, no matter of fact. Well, I gotta especially get if you, yeah, especially if you just did that 21-day cleanse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to work a little, make my stomach a little bit more flat. It still ain't, it still ain't, you know, iron board flat, but it's getting better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, good. Yeah, um, I, I mean, for me, it depends on who is who is on the other side like if the other guy seems cute i'm like okay don't gawk on me too much but if you pass a look and you look at me again i'll be okay but if somebody if somebody who is constantly looking at me and i don't like that guy i'm like okay you have to stop and initially, I used to be um, happy when I was getting attention from um, non-Indian men in New York. I had this huge um, burden on my uh, shoulder that my family, they never called me. Well, they say you look nice or you look okay, but they never said I'm pretty or beautiful. and. There are multiple reasons, like I'm I'm of darker skin color, and in India, fairer skin person is considered to be good looking. And um, my sister is lighter complexion than I am, and I have a bigger forehead than spaces in my teeth. I have curly hair. I do. I don't like to straighten, so nobody has called me pretty except for a few people. So when non-Indian men, even the random guys on the street, sometimes I don't know if they were drunk or whatever, or maybe even sober guys. Sometimes they they were like, "Hey, girl, have a good night or have a great night, gorgeous." I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> this is awesome." <laughs> well, and I'm like, yeah. I, I will tell you from you know personal experience and observation that there are um, in New York there are tens of thousands of men that would kiss the ground you walked on. <laughs> tens of thousands of them that would kiss the ground you walk on. They'd just look at you and just be like their mouth would be open. They wouldn't know how to stop looking at you. Tens of thousands. <laughs> So you can give that whole big forehead thing away, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, I got over that. Um, Good. Now Good. I don't care. Like, there were 
it's actually kind of nice. It's like, wow, okay, thanks for noticing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally got it. That's so, right. um, and I mean, it happens in other cultures too, like Spain, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but not not in Maine. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, there was one time where um, my aunt she looked at me and she was like, "Oh my God, you look so good," and she uh, speaks to my dad saying, "She's looking really good," and my dad goes like, "Nah." She's not that great. I got so uh, upset by that. I'm like, my aunt is saying I look nice, and my dad just dismissed that. <laughs> yeah. Damn shame. Come on, Dad, wake up. <laughs> so, all right, so what I'm going to do is now is I'm going to read uh, the responses from um, Deborah and Gershana, since they not here. Uh, mm-hmm. The responses, so... Um, so Deborah is first. Um, well, uh, she interviewed uh, two guys. She didn't interview three, but uh, you know it seemed like a theme here, right? Uh, <laughs> so uh, the first guy says, uh, "What's it like being a man?" I think that men, f- uh, from a society's point of view, have have a heavy responsibility to be respected, and so their lot, their their drive in life is to get respect and do whatever is necessary to receive that respect. Men will feel like failures if they are not respected. That's one guy. The next guy said that, um, to me, being a man means being resilient, knowing when to stand your ground, being down to earth, not being machismo, but confident, uh, knowing when to get dirty, but can take care of oneself, look, uh, tell oneself, uh, look, respect, uh, um, let me see. Uh, take care of oneself. Uh, look, I don't, I don't get that. Okay, respect people, but strong with ideals, adventurous and reckless. Uh, basically, a man should be able to handle his business and uh, his family's business. Also, uh, a man should not only be rough and tough. Being a bit sensitive uh, to relate to women is a must. Um, yeah, all right. Being able to uh, uh, work with one's hands is a must. A man should be self self efficient, but in a relationship, be a complementary part in the relationship. Like the Musketeers, all for one, one for all. I learned to be a I learned to be a manly man from my pops, but my mom influenced me. She helped soften me up, taught me to be understanding, to feel emotions, and be able to do things. Society thinks it was women's jobs, like sewing, knitting, and stuff like that. So, uh, out of the theme, oh, oh wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't read uh, Grishana's. Hold on a second, let me find her email now. Hold on, uh, let me see here. Let me find her now. My computer is moving real slow, but my phone seems to be working fine. So, screw my phone. There you go. One second. Readers. Okay, do what's that? 
Where the heck is her? I just see Sereges. Okay. Yeah. Stuff like that. She sent hers in earlier than y'all did, so. Man, sorry to put a hold up, y'all. Um, what I wanted to know was, uh, what are you hearing as a theme? Oh, here goes her assignment. Okay, dang, it's way down there. She did hers on uh, Tuesday, which is why I couldn't find it. All right, so, all right. Um, there's hers at this morning. now. Oh, she did it as an attachment. That's right. Hold on. We open up the attachment here. Come on. All righty. What's it like being a man? She interviewed three guys. She's the only one that interviewed three people. Man, 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 man. All right. Uh, <laughs> first guy says, I'm glad you asked. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's the best thing in the world. It's like being primal. It mean this means I need sex. When I don't get it, I'm in a funk. My funk has nothing. Get out of here. Man. Um. Yeah, my funk has uh, nothing uh, to do with anything else. It's fun being a man. I love it. It's like being a tiger, a lion, a gorilla. Uh, nothing gets in your way. Uh, you walk and everything parts. Uh, everything caters to you. It's power, it's seduction. Sometimes I can get. Uh, sometimes it can get worrisome. For example, when it comes to finance, you have to provide. If you can't provide, you worry. There's responsibility, but there's also strength. Second guy. Just, uh, it's great being a man. Uh, it's a great feeling. We are strong and looked upon as leaders. Uh, we are providers and comforters. It's also tough. Being a guy can be complicated. It's also an empowering feeling, although a lot of us expe- a lot is expected of us. Based on a man's teaching, or based on my teaching, I feel I have to be a good guy. After having, uh, I have to have good morals. Uh, we help produce life, and uh, have have a namesake to leave in the world. For this reason, a man can live on. We conquer situations. Uh, 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 the hands of someone else. Let me see. Uh, oh no, we conquer situations. It's uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Nowadays, given everything that is going on, uh, it's as though our life is in uh, your life is in uh, our hands. Uh, let me see the hand of someone. We have prisons, uh, which means we have to be uh, we have to have a strong background in order to avoid that way of life. That must have been a black guy she was in there. All right, next. And finally, uh, the last third guy said, that's a difficult question. It's actually not. <laughs> Why he went there, I don't know, right? So um, it's difficult being a man, but the difficulty is expected. It's like having responsibility. Uh, even though times is hard, you still have to keep doing whatever you have to do. Um, sometimes I feel like I can't continue, but I have to because I have mouths to feed. It's hard to answer. Uh, a man is always dealing with things, 
Uh, sometimes I'm happy, and sometimes I'm strong. You have to be strong in every situation. Uh, men have no choice. A man's responsibility is all the way already labeled. Uh, you have to be able to take care of the family, be responsible, and still uh, maintain yourself. So, you know, you, you, I'm not going to read the rest of it because, you know, it's a little bit more specific there, but, um, you know, do we just read question one? You know, what, so who are men for men to you all? Well, from all these responses, men for men are responsibility and freedom and strength. Yeah. Okay. And? Um, are you, are you asking me this question or is this part of the homework? No, this is, uh, I'm asking you this question because, you know, you have heard from pretty much all of the women on the call what uh, they, they heard men say. But now I'm asking you, what did you get out of it? Like, who are men for men or men for themselves? based on what you've heard out of all of the answers? Uh-huh. Uh, I guess, uh, like, well, I guess one thing I'm surprised at is that they like being a man. Mm. You know, because I wouldn't want to be a man. Mm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't say everything about the ones that I that like my first my boyfriend when he he was he went into really deep like detail you know yeah I don't know uh, I just thought like I, I guess I had more respect I had more respect for being a man after interviewing and it, it seems like responsibility and then a, a lot of freedom to just be whoever you want to be. Um, you know, one thing that sort of struck me is like, you know, they it's usually men that create war, you know? Yeah. Um, and um and then and then the and the other thing I'm surprised at is that they, you know, really need a they really need a woman and they they have to balance out the emotional side and you know, relate to a woman. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm. You know, 'cause All right. Yeah, that's it. No, okay, no, if you have something else, go ahead, but uh um, all right, cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of want to go over what he said a, li- a little bit more detail because he read the others, and I think these, like what Ron had to say was really good. You want me to read it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's like, uh-huh. yeah, if you, yeah, if you want to go, but I just wanna, I, if you want to go ahead and read that, that's fine. Um, what I want to say, though, before you do that is for the ladies that are going to be listening to this call, and we're not on in this session, I'm inviting you to take the time now to, you know, uh, gather your thoughts about what you got about who men are for themselves, you know, from recording and from doing the work. And I'd really like for you to see that for yourself. Take the time and, you know, whether you write it down or speak it or whatever, but, like, have it be something something that's tangible for yourself 
so that you can, you know, have it live for you about who men are for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, I just want the ladies that are not that are not on the call that are listening to us so you can keep up with the, with the program to take the time to stop the recording right now and do it. All right, stop the recording. All right, welcome back. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, all right. So, go ahead, Annie. What was you gonna say? All right. Yeah, I kind of want to read this one because I think it's interesting. Like what Ron said. So, um, mm-hmm. he goes, he goes. How are you supposed to answer that? It's the only thing I've ever known. That's like asking an ant, what's it like being an ant? And then he gets, so he's immediately flippant, right? But then he's like, happy, I'm happy that I share the gender with a few good men. You can urinate outside if you're a healthy man. You can go to men's room. You can make repulsive jokes. You get to fart and belch and get away with it. You get to build things if you want to, change things in ways that reflect your desires. You can feel okay at destroying the world because you're a man and you Stand right up there with God, top of the food chain. You possess choice to some degree. Physicality of being male offers you a full range of activities. You determine the sex of babies. You don't have to give birth, and yet you can reproduce the species. Impregnate the female. It feels good. (laughs) You can be as much of a parent as you want to be, yet yet they're not completely dependent on you. Being a soldier, getting drafted, getting killed, being stereotyped as, a, as someone who thinks with their organs and not their intellect. It's tough having to be the guy who fixes everything in the house, fix the furnace, fix the car, cut the firework, do the mowing, weed whacking, doing the dangerous work, climbing ladders and running the machines, doing exploration and pioneering. You're expected to do it, and yet also do the cooking and cleaning as well. Be in the position of being lonely as a man, and you have to have a woman with you to feel complete. That's the part that I shared before. It seems like stereotypically you're an independent force, but in truth you're kind of subjugated to acquiring the love of a woman. And you're attributed to macho characteristics, but underneath you're a living organism like a woman or like anyone else. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah, so men are not women. Y'all are clear about that now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Men are not women. Women are not men, for real. Like, no kidding yeah. around. So, you know, having thoughts that um, make you say, well, you know, how come they didn't do that? You know, based on your thinking is a problem for you <laughs> because you'll be wrong. Sorry. You just will. So, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of the purpose of that. So uh, I don't want to go through all of what um, – the answers for question number two, but I really would like to hear um, at least y'all's answers. I'm not going to read uh, Devers and Gershana's, but I do want to hear what y'all have said, heard from the men that you interviewed about what they're like being a woman. <clears throat> well, they they all see the hard work, like the physical pain. They see um, how not every woman is appreciated and uh, they see some of the things they or other men do might be hurtful to the woman, but they still do it. And um, they um, they do respect women. And uh, they see the power of being the one 
being the one who brings life into the world and that nobody else could do that um in fact uh, not one of these three people are interviewed my friend's husband uh they recently had a baby and it seems he told her that oh my god looking at you my respect for women has gone up like how much she had to go through during pregnancy and childbirth and now raising their kid he's like wow you guys are amazing hands down i respect you guys so they are understanding women i thought they don't but i was wrong they do understand women mm. I, i they appreciate what women have to go through yeah all right cool any what you get out of that uh okay um well uh he said It's very hard to be a person, a complete kind of developed entity, which would be a well-rounded spirit, because culture itself creates stereotypes that are marketing nonstop and make women take on these excessively sexual roles. Everything is based on sex. Most men don't see women as real people. They say they see pretty women, and they don't see past that. Beauty, sexuality, and is a two-edged sword for women because it opens doors. or doesn't and at the same time it limits her ability to develop as an individual. You can't free yourself from the views that were created by the culture that is attached to her gender. And then he says like women as they age they're invisible. People don't care if they're good looking or not, they're just invisible. A woman like when a woman ages um to to lose your youth as a woman is to lose power because power is sexuality and that's what his youth women are. And he also said it's a wonderful thing. You can bring children into the world. You have influence over children and pass on a legacy. And birth control is giving women liberation. And then um, the other guy that I interviewed was, he basically, he was amazing because he was like, he, was, he said he was raised by women. They have a lot on their shoulders. And a lot of people are expecting more of a woman. um his mom works two jobs and takes care of him and goes to school she has more responsibility um it and ginormous shoes to fill she's found a way to put food on the table and bills are paid and grades are up she was both the mom and the dad that there's a lot more that goes into it it's complicated she's held her own harder to be a woman than a man and this is a man thing that I think that's interesting expected to do more at the same time expected to do less like you know be like sort of women, you know, you're an executive, you're a housewife, you're running for president, you're a woman has to be so many different things. All right. Yes, yeah, I thought it was interesting. You have to, you have to respect as a man and yet the man doesn't have to put one quarter of the work in that women have to do. They work harder than anyone else. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, it's like it's like men can see what y'all have to go through but they still don't understand what has you go through it and they don't understand you you know that's been my observation but um you know my my question is um you know that's what they say it's like being or what they think is like being a woman but um you know what's your conclusion about how 
uh, they see it, you know, forget about the accuracy or the lack thereof. Just curious to hear what you think is their um, general view of women. Yeah. Summarizing, you know, what you heard and what you said. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was. I'm sorry, that was a question. That was a question. Oh, <laughs> oh. for for who? For either of you, you know. So, um, I think that they can't really. They can't, like you said, they can't really see us. No. They can't really see us. I think they respect us. I think they have a glimpse of us. I think, you know, like what the other woman said, you know, once they had a baby, like like they have more respect, but they just don't get it because they're not in our world. Kind of like probably the same way. We don't really get them because, you know, we're in a whole different paradigm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Everybody is getting it, but at the same time, they are, they are in their own world. I think that's that's a good summary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think inside, the word. Yeah. Just gonna say, I think the word respect is probably the biggest word here. Um, respect for the other gender, because we don't really get it, and there could be a lot of misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, cool. All right, so I'm going to move along now, move on. So what we're going to now do is going to take, you know, the rest of this and really probably the rest of the next session, we're going to be talking about the top 20 differences between men and women. So, you know, the intention of that is so that what you just did, the last two sessions have been a foundation for this um, because... So I really want you to understand the overall differences between men and women so you can see men as they really are. And then we'll go into specifics after we finish the top 20 differences. We'll go into the specifics of how to identify the right kind of guy for you. So, but uh, we want to get a general sense of guys. So, um, you know, you're not dealing with... What did he mean and all this other stuff, you know, that women kill themselves over mentally and emotionally about, you know. So, with that, we shall begin. Some of these answers, some of these statements are very clear. (laughs) Y'all get it? You know, it's understandable, all of that. Some of this is like, huh? What do you mean? Um, And, you know, we'll see. So, um, the first... Probably the main difference between men and women is that women want safety and security. Men want success. No, excuse me. Let me back that up. Women need safety and security in order to, you know, feel wholly complete. And men need to feel successful. We don't don't care about safety and security. We won't be safe and secure unless we're successful. We don't even think in terms of safety and security. We think in terms of being successful. That's our DNA. That's our operating system. It's more than just our outlook in life. You know, uh, success is to men what uh, 
Microsoft Windows is to IBM and Dell. <laughs> you know, it's like that's what's running the system, you know, running the show. So, um, any questions about that? Okay, they live for success, and if they're not successful, they're unhappy. It's worse than unhappy. It could be suicidal. Oh, my God. Okay. Wait, I missed that. Say that again. I couldn't understand what you said. Um, I said... Okay, go ahead. Um... I said men need to be successful, and if they are not, they are unhappy. And Tony added, saying, it's worse than unhappy. It's suicidal. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's like I just wasted my life. Ah. Okay, um, can I add a quick comment here? Please. Okay. So um, some of these things... um, I see in myself, like, I valued academic and professional success so much that at one point back in college, I never wanted to see anyone, like, be in a relationship with anyone for the fear that, oh, I'll be distracted, my grades will go down, and this is not culturally acceptable. I I have a list of reasons, and I didn't do that. And I was always behind success, and I'm still behind success. And that's me, and some of my girlfriends, they are not like that. And I see that that's the difference between me and them. And also, I met some men whose level of success may not be same as what I'm looking for in life. So I look at them and I'm like, you are a guy. How could you be so relaxed in your situation? You need to work harder. You need to achieve more things. And how are you even sitting so nice and stay put with all this? I I would freak out if I were in your place, but they are okay with what they are. So... It's it's strange, and I am not attracted to those kind of men who are not who are who are not hardworking and who are who are not about the same level in my career in in their career as I am in mine. Okay, and so. Why do you want to be successful? Why do I want to be successful? Yes. Um, I wanted to make it on my own, like be independent and um, not depend on anyone financially or, yeah, financially. And I, I mean, my standard of growing up was, okay, when I grow up, I have to be in a good job, in a good profession, supporting myself and even better supporting my family and i'm in that situation and i'm super happy with that yeah that was okay. my own definition i created my sister was is not like that but this one is what i made up and i'm glad i'm i'm that okay all right so um 
for a man, being successful is a self-expression. It's not so much to take care of the family. It's who I am. You know, it's like if I'm not going to be successful, why should I even live? I'm not really a man if I'm not successful. Mm-hmm. It's not about making sure that I have enough money so I don't need to mess with anybody else. It's more like that's what I was born to do. And, um, you know, the, I, I got to figure out how to make this happen. You know, because for a man, that's a self-expression. You know, it's like singers sing. If they can't sing and be successful, you know, it drives them crazy. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a uh, Martin Luther King quality to man's desire for man's focus on men's hunger for success. You know, um, yeah, so it's, you know, like I hear what you're saying, and that's a big deal for you. One, it's not a big deal for others, but as you were saying it, it seemed like your focus wasn't so much on, you know, as self-expression, like that's who I am, which it could be, but I didn't hear that. What I was hearing was, I ain't putting up with, with suffering. I want to make sure that I'm safe and secure. I want to be successful because that's the only way I can guarantee. I can't count on nobody else. So I need to make sure I can take care of myself. Is how it sounded, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or not, you know. Uh, could you repeat that? Yes, it sounded to me as you were describing your desire for success mm-hmm. that it was self-preservation motivation behind it. Not like, you know, the only way I could live and look myself in the mirror is if I'm successful. Mm-hmm. It was like, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, yeah. I think that her view of success is security and safety. That's what I'm hearing, and that's what I'm trying to get to with it. Yeah, yeah. But a man, what you're saying is a man is completely different. It's like life or death. Right. Oh. I I don't know. I'm not sure, but I think it's coming from a whole other realm. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to just jump in and say that. I was hoping oh. I could help her come to her own conclusion, but thank you for getting it because <laughs> when you said it, she got it, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to make it myself to be safe and secure so that right. I am independent mm-hmm. versus if I'm depending on somebody and that source is not safe, then I would feel like the earth underneath me is shaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a man's concern. Okay. Yeah, a man's for a man being successful is is oxygen. No oxygen, no life. No success, no life. So everything that everything that a man is dealing with is viewed from the perspective of success. Because okay. you know, like like you know. Him bringing home the bacon is success. You know, him standing up to some other guy 
his success. You know, him um, looking the way he wants to look and feel is success. People respecting him is success. You know, it's more than resources. It's a result. The result itself says who I am. It's a demonstration of me living my life purpose. You know, and most men are not in touch with their life purpose, but they live for success as if it's their life purpose. Because it is. Got it. Yeah, it's not just so that I can make sure that I don't have to depend on anybody else. It's like I got to be able to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, that's the operating system of that of our computer. We, we have we have Windows. Y'all have uh, uh, Mac. <laughs> 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 All the fancier and you know prettier and you know even more, more sophisticated even I'll even more, go as far as more intuitive yeah yes yeah, more intuitive oh oh that's good oh yeah yeah that's like, <laughs> that's like I don't say that's like I don't say that men are like Max and women are like uh you know uh, Windows because mm-hmm. that would that would be a lie <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah right right right. Yeah, there's things you can do on a Mac you can't do on a on a, on a, um, on a, a window and vice versa, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some things you don't want to do on the other on the other system because <laughs> it ain't even good at doing it, you know. So, um, but yeah, we are we are um, the bridge builders. You know, we are the uh, and and we take pride in in our ability to do stuff. See, it's, it's not about us. It's not ego. See, that's the thing I really want you to stress. And I want you to stress here. Men's need for for success is not ego. It's, mm. the, it's the ability to look yourself in the mirror. It's an integrity issue for us, success. Okay. It's an, it's an integrity issue. It's a self-expression and a life purpose issue. You know, lots of women think men are egotistical when they're playing games and pretending to mess with each other and challenging each other. No, what we're doing is respecting each other's desire for success because we're in the same game with each other. We watch football because of how much we respect the players. Because most of the people who love football played football when they was a kid, and they ain't half as good as the guys that are playing now. So what they're doing is they're looking at the success of those men, and they're admiring it greatly. And to some degree, it's inspiring them to be that successful in other areas of their own life. Okay, so I can't be the quarterback who throws the winning touchdown in the, in the Super Bowl, but I could be, you know, Super Bowl quality as a uh, systems analyst or as a banker or as a real estate broker or as a carpenter, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're looking to be, you know, the top of the world at what we do. Or at least be successful to be able to look ourselves in the mirror. Yeah, we're doing a great job. And so it's not safety and security that has a feel needing to feel successful. It's almost like we almost don't care about this. Because if we stop to worry about safety and security, it'll stop us from wanting to be successful. We'd be being scared to go for the real success. 
Does that communicate? Could you repeat that? I didn't get it. Yeah. We can't afford to worry about safety and security on our way to success because they will make us turn us into punks. Oh. About safety and security. We can't afford to do that. Mm. We have to be successful in spite of our fears, in spite of, you know, looking bad. We'd be worse off. We would look worse if we didn't try to be successful. Mm-hmm. All right. It's that pervasive. It's who we are. It's not what we like to do. Mm-hmm. Does that communicate? Mm-hmm. Yes. Any 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 feedback or statements or comments? Um. I used to think it's a lot of male ego when a man is angry or upset when he's not successful. Yes. It's not, and it's their oxygen. Like, they want to do anything for being successful, and yeah. they define what is success for them. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's not ego. If they're being defensive, okay, that's ego. But if they're being trying to be successful and it ain't working, then that's a problem. That's not ego. That's life aspiration. Yeah, um, almost every other guy, he wants to find a job that's paying well and meet the girl he really wants to date or get married to and win competitions. Yes. Yeah, they can drive. Yeah. Because that's who we are. That actually might be a really good word to use too, like competitive. Is that, would that be like a synonym for successful? Like winning. Yeah, that's like an expression uh, of of um, success. You know, um, a vehicle, a tool, a outlet, a self-expression, an expression of success. Yeah, being competitive. It's part of the or, success. Win- or winning. Yes. Well, there's a difference between success and winning. And I'm going to talk about it later, but since you brought it up, I'll just say it right this minute. Success is when everybody wins. Winning is when I win. It's actually mm-hmm. one of one of the ten things that helps you to see whether a man is mature or not. One of the ten indicators of a mature man is that he's committed to success, not winning. Mm-hmm. See, when a man really wants to be successful, he's impacting the entire planet or his entire community or his entire world, however big or small his world is. Everybody wins when he wins. He's carrying everybody on his back. He's like a butler, so to speak, you know, like a servant. And so, you know, our job is to make sure everybody's happy and everybody's taken care of, and we feel successful when that happens. You know, then we can live with ourselves. And when we're not, it's hard to live with ourselves, hard to look in the mirror. We be shaving, looking at the blades that are us, you know. It's that tangible. 
And so everything that comes in this conversation beyond this is because we're about success. So, you know, obviously as I go through this, well, maybe not obvious to you, but, you know, as I go through this, whatever I say about how men are, um, you know, it's in service of or an expression of or an outcome of the desire to be successful. And when we're really being successful with our woman, then she feels safe and secure because we're giving her everything she needs. Because we're over here wanting you to be happy. And we'll do whatever it takes to make you happy. And if you clear that we will, and you can count on us to do it, and, you know, we're, we have been reliably producing it, hell, you won't even be worried about safety and security because everything will be handled. <clears throat> At least for now. <laughs> Um, so. I want, can I ask a question here? There's like yeah. a little yeah, fine yeah. line. From, so it seems like a man, you know, as long as like there's good sex and in the relationship, everything's good. And then if there's a, if the, he starts feeling insecure about either that or his own success, then he starts doubting the woman. And then, um, and then it turns from like him doing everything for her to, um, him being like um, thinking that they're out with an agenda and they're controlling him. I'm seeing this on a regular basis, like as a theme. Is that do you? Is, does that ring at all true to you? Well, um, I didn't quite get what you were saying, so say it again. All right. So it seems like it seems like. As long as everything's going well in a relationship, the man will, you know, do anything, like you said, to make a woman happy. Because, like, there's success happening in the relationship because there's sex. And maybe if there's, like, if there's, like, some kind of moment where, it, like, things are a little shaky or something, then the man starts thinking that the woman, instead of doing everything for her, you know, he starts seeing her as, like, she has an agenda and she's just trying to get things from him and she's really not authentic. So then it turns the, the, it turns the, the, the scale differently, and then all of a sudden, like, she's not everything he wants and won't do everything for her, and it turns into, like, that she's the competition. Well, what happens is if a woman doesn't see her man as successful, that's a problem for him. That's a, um, how can I say, that is a lifetime problem. That is a um, uh, extinction-level event, really. If she doesn't see him as successful, he's with the wrong woman in his mind because Mm -hmm. she will try to fix him. She won't respect him, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he'll be in trouble. You see, because here's the deal. We got to deal with people who don't think we're successful all day long. Ties mm-hmm. us out. The last mm-hmm. thing we want is to come home to somebody that feels that way too. Mm-hmm. And we can't let our hair down. It's like we're still out on the street. Right. I think I hear and what so, you're saying. It's like, yeah, well, as soon as like a woman makes him wrong or, or, or somehow sees that he's not being successful or matching up to... Yeah, I mean, and it goes both ways. I don't know if it's the woman doing that or 
the man seeing that she doesn't think that way. You know what I mean? But somehow yeah. there's like this, um, this, 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 this disassociation from Eve, him being successful, and he either sees it over there, or he's thinking it himself, or she's making him wrong, or something. No, I, I think I get it. Yeah. If he's walking around thinking that she's not successful, he hasn't left the street yet when he got home. He's still competing, mm-hmm. competing with he's still competing with lions and tigers and bears. Yep. Because he got a lion in in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like for instance, if a woman has like other things on her mind, not necessarily just him, like he interprets it differently. Like you know that, you know, she's not giving him what he needs, then therefore he makes up that she's not thinking he's successful or he yeah. has doubt, you know? Yeah. I yeah, see, that's, I see that's this fun. all the time. It's like switches, like mm. in an instant, and I never know when, and it's like it freaks me out. Well, what happens is if she's not feeling safe and secure, she's trying to tell him, please make me feel safe and secure, but what he's hearing is, you don't think I'm successful. Ah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Okay. I need you to make me feel safe and secure. Come on, you're not doing a good enough job making me feel safe and secure. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I get that. Uh, I get it totally. Uh, That's really right. good. Right. Uh, what okay. he hears is, you don't think I'm doing a good enough job. He hears the failure part. I got it. Thank you. Um, so then, how do we shift that, you know, as women? Well, that's what this program is about. <laughs> so yeah, I also go ahead. I also got that. Okay, Annie, thank you. Um, I got that. Uh, my my life is all about being safe and secure. And if, in my view, somebody is not successful enough. I I think the question I'm fundamentally asking is, you are not safe and secure. How are you going to take care of me or my future kids? I'm not right. even thinking about you. That's it. We don't have a chance. <laughs> right. Right. I kind of right. missed that. Can you rephrase that? Um, yeah. Me? So I, yeah. Okay. No, get it, get it, get it. Okay, so um, I said earlier that I'm not attracted to somebody unless he is at the level of my... Um, success. Yeah, my Bad. success in my standards, yeah. I have mm-hmm. I have a lot of standards, like with myself, even with everything around me. And I... Mm-hmm. I see everything comes from security and I get uh, highly annoyed when people who I don't think are successful approach me or they, I said no to a few of them and they try to contact me. I'm like, I'm super annoyed. I'm supposed to be like polite. I try to be polite, but in my mind, I'll be cursing on them thinking, What's wrong with this guy? How many times should I tell him and he doesn't go away? So the source of all of that is I I don't see this those guys as successful and I don't see them as somebody who could provide safety to me 
or my future kids, so I'm not even looking at them. Right. That's the yeah. dilemma right there. Yeah, I mean, I if say, my... Yes. Yeah, if my parents hear this, they'll be like, okay, now we finally get you. They keep saying that, oh, you'll be fine, and they'll recommend somebody or the other, which is the traditional practice, and I say no, saying that, oh, okay, not this one, I don't like him, and they are like, you should not be looking only at that, but that's me. I can't help so, it. Yeah. So, uh, so I still don't completely get it. So, if if she's seeing people as not successful, then um, then um, then like what's showing up is that. But I, I I'm still missing something here. Um. Tony, you wanna? Yeah. You wanna I mean, summarize? Me, okay. Yeah. 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 So what what my dear is saying is that um, if a man isn't successful at making her feel safe and secure, she can't even be in his space. She can't even consider him as a potential mate partner. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I but, could be but, in his but, but, space. But wait a second. But what I hear is like she's looking at his credentials and like how he does his business, but she's not exploring does he actually make me feel safe and secure? Well, well in the past, I did I did explore, and I was like, okay, I'll give a few people chance, and I did not feel that. So I was like, okay, I'm disappointed, um, and I'm not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Got it. So you'll be able to tell now. You'll be able to get way way quicker to the point by the end of the eight weeks, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, because we we go in there. This is this is actually excellent. This is this is actually the deepest conversation I've ever had with people with ladies about the difference between safety and security and success. <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you just so that you know, you could never know this distinction too much. You know, yeah, I, I think this is the root of it all, actually. This is, the, yeah. this is the root of it all. Everything else that comes after it is some expression of the two differences. Yes, I agree. Yeah, mm. Everything else after that. So, like, you know, I tell people, I can never tell you this enough because until you actually have it in your DNA and you can see the safety and security needs in every woman when they're talking, when they're walking, when they're looking around, when you can see the safe, the success needs of every man in their own way, no matter what, and respect each person's basic spiritual desire, operating system desire, need, then you really won't understand the opposite sex. You just can't. And then that's going to get in the way of you having a successful relationship because you won't be able to relate to them on their level. And you could try to relate to people, have them relate to you, but I'm going to tell you, it's easier for you to understand 100 people than to get even one person to understand you. So you trying to get a whole bunch of people to understand you is really a waste of time. They ain't even they don't, they don't know how. They don't have the patience. They ain't got enough time. So if you don't show them how to understand you by te- demonstrating that, how to understand them, you got nothing most of the time. And anybody that goes out of their way to understand you, consider that a gift. You can't count on that. 
So if you don't go to work on understanding how men are, you can't really guarantee your own safety and security or their success because you don't know what their success means and you don't know how that applies to you and all of that stuff. Does that communicate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Good. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Your, by the way, I'm going to say this again later down the road, but I'll just say it now. Your greatest gift is to listen to greatness out of men, but you can't do it if you don't know what safety and security means to them. And you can't do it if you let your fear of safety, you don't know what success means to them, and you can't do it if you don't understand your need for safety and security and how that affects you and him. If mm-hmm. you don't understand those differences, you can't listen to greatness out of him. Because mm. he's, not, he's not saying, listen, I want to make you feel safe and secure. No, that's not what he's saying. He will make you feel safe and secure as a function of being successful. But he mm-hmm. needs to do more than just make you feel safe and secure. He needs to be successful on all fronts, whatever his mm. game is. So if you're not playing the same game he's playing, you ain't helping him anyhow. You ain't playing the same game he is. All you're doing is using him as a resource. Oh, say, and, say more about that. Yeah, so if you're not playing the same game with him and helping him to be successful, then all you're doing is using him to feel safe and secure. But you're not helping him in his game. Mm-hmm. And that's why they that's why they start looking at you like you're you have an agenda and it's all right. about you. Right. And that's what happens to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because you don't know his, you don't you don't understand his safety and security. So you're not helping him be successful. You're not mm-hmm. his partner in his success. You're only his partner and you feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. And and then he got, and then he can't hang out with you because we only play in your game, not his. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we don't feel safe and secure, then he he would get that his failing in making the woman safe and secure and. He cannot take that. Right. As a matter of fact, let me say it slightly differently. Your best safety and security strategy is to make him successful. (laughs) Okay. Because the more successful you help him be, the greater he's going to be able to make you safe and secure. Mm, It's like interconnected. Yeah. A woman would make her make him successful and he would make her feel safe and secure because he feels successful. Right. She is his inspiration. Yeah. His self expression won't be able to shut down. He won't be able to stop telling you how grateful he is by giving you stuff and doing things for you. It'll just be oozing out of him. He won't be able to stop. Mm. Okay. Wow. Like, if, you only want like, safety, you know. if you only want to you're sabotaging your own relationship. Mm. Okay. So, there you have it. Um, so... I'm like a really successful person, you know, as far as I have my own business, I have my own house, I have my, everything as a single mom. And I think that that, that is so hard for me to to like not focus on. I'm having a really hard time not focusing on like managing my business and 
you know, like doing all the things that sort of take up time away from, you know, him. Well, see, it's not time, it's quality. So, you know, you could be running your business and you could see something great in him and say, hey, you know, you could be really successful at that. I believe in you in that one. You should go for that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, emotionally nurture him during his ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And let him know how much it inspires you that he's going for you know, his area of mastery. And mm-hmm. he will be so happy and thrilled that you keep supporting him and you're in his corner and you're letting him know how much you're proud of him. But see, even your words won't make a difference because you need to have shiny eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, you need, to have, you need to have the kind of eyes that when he looks at you, see that you're, you're mesmerized by him. Mm-hmm. Your eyes will be will tell on you in ways that your mouth can't even. You just be like, oh, Done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I have, I have a, on my Facebook wall. I got a, I posted something last week about a guy that was a master bowler, and he was doing all kinds of trick shots. And I can only imagine how people was looking at it because of their responses. Oh my God! Wow! I've never seen anything like it. Like if you're not looking at your man that way, then he's wondering what he ain't doing right. So you could be talking to him and supporting him, but if your eyes ain't saying it, you ain't, you know, he knows you're not, that he's not it for you. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't even know how to do it. You can't even fake that. That's why it's such a um, truth indicator of his success with you. Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay, I would say from my experience, like my previous relationship, I fully supported him and I appreciated all the little things he did. And at one point, I was not fully safe and secure, but then I had the belief that he would make it because back then he just graduated from college and he was looking for a job. And I have been working for four years since my graduation. So... And that was not a big deal for me because he was, he he took some time before coming for a master's education and he did work before coming to U.S. So, and he has been highly successful there back then. So I knew that he has on it. I don't know if I had that shine in my eyes. Probably not. But I've seen that shiny look in your eyes. Oh, okay. I've seen it because you gave it to me. And you gave it to me not from attractiveness, not because you thought I was handsome and you liked me, but because you was amazed at my coaching ability. Oh, okay. Yeah, you looked at me like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy is that good. (laughs) Made me proud. Yeah, I mean, that's why I joined this program. I was like, okay, you know what you're talking. And <laughs> yeah. I got, yeah, I got yeah. some yeah, I got, um, uh, feedback from others, and I know that mm. you, have, you have something to provide. So yeah. it's like it's a circle. The man provides something, the woman is interested, and 
I cannot think that shine in my eyes. Yeah, no, you didn't know it, but I saw it. I, yeah. I was honored that I was able to do that, you know, and it was like, this guy is such a coach. Oh, my God, Tony. Oh, my God. Like, I felt like a star is standing in front of you. But that's what men want and need, and you can't even hide that because you don't even know you're doing it. You're too mesmerized to know you're mesmerized. <laughs> If I didn't tell you that, you wouldn't know it. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one time we were sitting at the table talking while we was in the middle of an event, and I think and that's the time when you was like, oh, my God, you know? Hmm. You know, but anyhow, uh, I'm not going to go that deep into it. But yeah, I mean, that's what men really look at. That's more important than anything you say, really. But, hmm. you know, who's saying that? Um, you know, I'll give you another example. Um, and either of y'all ever saw A Beautiful Mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great yeah, movie. So, right. Great. To me, that's the most romantic movie I ever saw. And here's why. She just kept believing in him no matter what. And so the last time that he went bananas, when he was at Princeton for the first time, um, yeah, he's at Princeton for the first time, and he he has an episode on campus, and everybody's looking at him. First day, mm-hmm. remember? And then he goes home. He's totally embarrassed. He's like, I don't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And and his wife reaches her hand over across the table, and she says, "Let's try one more day." Mm-hmm. And he does. And that's after twenty years or more, of being married to a guy like that. Mm. You just kept seeing it in him. That's what a man needs from you. When he can't believe in himself, he needs you to believe in him. Mm. And you have the skill, the skill set and the capacity to do that. It's a part of who you are as a woman to be able to do that. So I'm inviting you to cultivate that aspect of you so you qualify to be with the man of your dreams in the relationship of your dreams. Because, yeah, I'm teaching you how to qualify men, but at the same time, I'm teaching you how to be qualified as a partner in a relationship. This also reminds me of a conversation with a friend. Uh, We are just friends, nothing more than that. And... Whenever I meet him, he makes jokes and we laugh so much. And once I was so um, in a law, I don't know what it was. And he was making so many jokes and I was like, "Mm, okay, that's fine. And he got so annoyed. He was like, oh, come on. I'm trying to make you laugh for the past so much time. And you are not excited, you don't laugh. And I looked at him, I was like, why do you care if I laugh or if I don't laugh? (laughs) And I was thinking at that point, I was like, we are not dating and none of that. And why does he care if I laugh or if I'm excited? He was like, Srija, why are you so hard to laugh or uh, why are you making it so hard for me to excite you? I was like, it's not your problem to excite me. 
Well, let me put it to you. Let me tell you this. So first off, you already know now that he was looking for you to help him feel successful. He's trying to be successful with you as a comedian in that moment, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But, but even more important than that, your question wasn't serving you. What Because question? the question of why does he care whether I, I think he's funny or not. Mm-hmm. Right? So that question wasn't serving you in dealing with him because the question itself wasn't bad. It was your context for the question because I'm clear what's that got to do with me or some version of you asking him, asking yourself that question from your perspective is what had you not capable of getting the real answer. In other words, when you was asking that question, you was in your own way of getting the right answer. Mm. Because you was listening to him from your female perspective, not from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so success wasn't there for you. It's normally not going to be. So, like, I'm having this conversation with y'all, right? I got to constantly remind myself that y'all need safety and security. I'm actually doing my best to be safe and secure in this conversation about Mm. success and safety and security. Mm -hmm. I would be saying this differently to guys. Mm. Because they wouldn't need me to make them feel safe and secure in this conversation. You know, but, there's a saying. There's a saying. You got to bait the hook to suit the fish, right? So you speak the language of the culture that you're standing in. I'm standing in this culture of safety and security on this call here with women in this program. I need to be the man who can provide safety and security for y'all because <laughs> that's what this is mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. I would need to provide safety and security for you in dealing with men. So if you know how to qualify men you would know how to make sure that you are safe and secure in all your interactions with men. That's what this program provides. Mm. So I have to be in your world in order to deliver this program. I can't be, how come y'all ain't trying to be successful? <laughs> you follow? Yeah. yeah. It won't work. It won't work. Okay, so with my friend, I see that. I was coming from a world like, okay, we are not dating and we are not thinking about dating. You are seeing somebody else. Why the hell do you care if I laugh or don't laugh? Just leave me alone. Right. Then he was trying as a friend to lift my spirits and keep me happy, and I did not pay attention to that. Right. You threw him away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't understand, say, the strong, you know, success. You don't understand success as defined by and and uh, uh, instilled in men, which is why this conversation is here. And it's interesting because we spent about at least a half hour on safety and security and success, really on success, because y'all already got safety and security down pat, <laughs> right? So we've really been focusing on the thing called success, which is good because again, once you're flat with this, everything else will be easier. And there's some other conversations that's going to take a while to go through, too. Mm-hmm. 
And this is brilliant because the women that are going to be on this call, that call, that's listening to this call now that wasn't on the call, I, I hope that they're totally amazed by this conversation. So, again, I'll tell you, you know, my friend Deborah, she got shiny eyes when she sees me. Tony! You know, <laughs> all that other stuff when she sees me. Eyes are shiny because she, she sees me as amazing and successful. Her and her sisters, I, when I first met them, I was in a low point in my life, really, trying to come out of this low point. And I got to tell you, they listen to me, save me. And I've told mm-hmm. them this before. And, you know, whenever he is, she'll, she'll, she'll remember. She'll be amazed and happy and all of that. But they're, the three sisters, they're listening, saves me. Because in, in, in where I was at at that point, as hard as I was working and as much as I knew and all that stuff, their listening of the greatness of me was really the only place that I had. They were the only one people that really listened to me with the kind of greatness that I really hoped for. I can't make people be that way, but, I mean, I was really that for them. It was an honor, and it still is. And so, you know, she's totally, you know, off the hook, enthusiastic. She's crazy. I love her, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. But she got the shiny eyes. All three of her sisters got the shiny eyes when I show up. Love mm-hmm. that. You know? So, so that's what we want more than anything because, you know, it encourages us to keep doing what we're doing. We're on the right track. We think we're successful. We're doing our best to be successful. You think we're successful. And really, we only need one of y'all to, like, transform the planet. You don't even have to help us. Just believe in us. Mm. You don't even have to help. I mean, you're going to do what you do anyhow. You know, you're going to either do housework or you're going to be an entrepreneur or you're going to be a sex goddess or you're going to be a help meet or whatever. It doesn't really matter whatever you're going to do. As long as you're, like, our partner in our success, then that's really about all we need. And if you ain't going to do that, I'm going to leave you alone because I, I ain't got time for that, anything else, personally. Mm-hmm. Because my success is your safety and security. Mm-hmm. So... So we ain't going to, to the second difference. <laughs> no, we'll save that for next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's fine. I I made enough room to that. If they had to go three weeks, you know, we will be able to do that. That's fine. So, But this is such a tremendous foundation that y'all questions and comments and, and you know, responses have called, created that, like, this is a classic um, demonstration of, that difference, and that's the main one. That's that's the one that makes all the difference, because everything else that comes behind it is a reflection of those two differences. Hmm. Okay. okay. So. Well. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta call my daughter, so I gotta say goodbye here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. Yeah, thank you, because, you know, you brought up some, some powerful stuff there, Miss uh, uh, Miss Maine. And, uh, <laughs> I'm writing a throws of it, that's why. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, you're pulling it to you. Yeah, you're pulling the course to you, really. Love it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank Our you, Denise. Right. And then All you're right, going to send us our homework? Or? 
Yeah, no, we ain't got no assignments this week. You know, you can you can interview the third person if you want, but I don't even think it's necessary anymore. So. Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you, Tony. All right, ladies. Uh, if you want to, uh, you know, if it, if it feels important to you, you should listen to the recording because, um, you know, there was things that were said that I I, I couldn't even plan or imagine that I was gonna say. So, um, yeah. But other than that, you know, I'll just talk to y'all next week. Okay, okay, I have yeah. a question, Tony. Um, yes. See you, Annie. All right. Talk to you. Bye. 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 All right. Yeah. Um. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn the recording off so you can talk